Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Ms. Brooke Deneau. Hey, Vincent, howdy, howdy. how are you doing? I am rocking and rolling today. Things are things are good. Things yeah, are good. that's really good. It's, are you settled into your new place? I, I both new places now. I'm actually making projects in the in the shop. The cornhole boards are oh, prime. Right. So I've what was that far? Okay, I was going to ask: Is there a project number two at this point, or is it just more progress There's on project four. number one? There's four, four but I haven't wow. started any of the other ones yet. So right now, I'm only on number one. People are being incredibly patient, um, and I'm really convinced. Uh, after working, after one of my friends from the office came into my shop. He was looking around. And he's like, how do you move in here? I'm like, I don't. And he's like, yeah, you, you, we got to rearrange this a little bit. So I think what I'm going to do, okay. I'm going to put on my big boy pants and I'm going to ask my pals at work if I can have another room for like the CNC and the laser. And okay. if I can get that done, then I'm good because if I get the laser out, I get the miter saw in, I could rearrange some stuff and I will have room in that room. So, okay. Well, we'll have to circle back. I'll hold you accountable for asking for that. And I'll have to ask yeah, you how it went. It's going to take a lot. Of, it's going to take a lot of testicular fortitude for me to get around to asking that question though, because you, you got this. I know, but they've been so generous and I don't want to ask for more space, but you know, I've I've gotten a couple of nibbles on the CNC, but I don't want to sell it if I can avoid it. And mm, just, you know, yeah. Just... Do you have everything on wheels? Um, I have, except for the table saw and the okay. miter saw. Yes, everything's on wheels. Say, that makes a big difference because we actually our shop. One of the biggest comments that we get in our shop when people see it in real life is they're like, "You have mm-hmm. a big shop, but it like looks bigger." than it is online because we actually don't have a ton of space and um we everything's on wheels it's the only way that we can maneuver so one of the things i did when i started when i started chemo and radiation in 2019 in 20 oh my god 2018 jesus that was a long time ago flying right that's like Um, a whole other topic I was down in my shop i was down in my shop right beforehand and i'm like i'm really gonna need to make sure that I can move this stuff around after I'm mm-hmm. weakened and, you know, depleted. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, you know what? The only thing I can do. So I spent one whole weekend making mobile carts for my planer, my bandsaw, and my my rigid, that rigid sander that everyone and their brother has. I have it also. Yeah. And it was the greatest thing I ever did because I've rearranged the shop like four times since I made those. And it, it enabled on- me to get stuff done. Yeah, we put everything on casters, and I don't know mm-hmm. how we functioned before. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of thinking that I might need to do that with the, the table saw, and mm-hmm. whatever I do with the miter saw, it's gonna, I'm gonna get one that like goes flush to the wall, and I okay. think if I do all those things, I'll have room as long as the laser can be in another room. Oh my god! Don't worry Brooke, about it. Just don't, just don't think about it, Vincent. It'll be fine. Well, the thing is, of course, the first project they made wasn't a small one. It's two cornhole, two cornhole boards. Yeah, they're so big. They're big. They're huge. And I'm like, why would you pick this as your first project? You dope. But you gotta anyway. jump into the deep end. That's the best way to do things. Uh, like, like you, like you and your your ability. <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 have we have we like circled back to this stupid kite yet? 
Oh yeah, because we're going to I because so... I was literally going to say I was literally going to say no one knows about this because this was a conversation between you and I, but I got a text the other day from Brooke and she's like, "How did little kids ever make these things?" And I'm like, "I don't." She's like, "I don't understand that little kids were making these. I can't so... make it." So she's standing there doing this story. It's the greatest story in the world. If you haven't oh, no! seen it. I like forget that people it? watch my stories, by the way. Oh, so yeah. I'll post things and people will reference them. And I'm like, what did I say? So she's, oh, no. sitting there, she's sitting there doing the story and she's doing her usual Brooke stories, you know, looking, looking fly, doing a great story. And she's like, yes, yeah, so the kite was a complete failure. And behind her was like a tornado. Like the wind, is, the, the trees are like blowing all over the place. And I just messaged her. Yeah, nowhere near enough wind for a kite in that weather, huh? No, it's just turns out, turns out kites are, are a lot harder to make than they yes. like seem like they should be but you know what made me feel better about myself what's that what's that one of the members at our makerspace is like a super smart like engineer type and i was cracking up with him the other day because i was like i'm trying to make this silly kite and yada 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 it should be so easy and he and, I, and he said that no making a kite actually sounds really hard like a laser cut kite and i was like oh okay thanks i, I needed that I made one out of some pine sticks and some brown paper when I was like seven. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I just it's just such a silly, it's just such a silly project because I announced to the world that I was making it, so now I have to make it. And you I have thought to follow I, would, through. I thought it would take me two days, and here I am, like what three weeks later, I can't I, get this dang thing to fly. I swear this- <laughs> This kite has, I forgot what project it was, but I remember Ethan and I, like every week I was talking about the same project. Oh, it was, I was making this (laughs) 24 by 20 cutting board that I had to flatten and engrave and do all this Uh stuff with all my tools. And I remember this thing was just a weekly piece of the discussion where I was like, nope, no progress this week. Nope, nope, nope. Got nothing (laughs) Nothing. done on it this week. Nope. But. Yeah, anyway, not, like I said, it, it's not like you had perfect weather for it or anything. So well, it's when understandable. It, <laughs> so we're gonna be we're gonna be on the coast in a couple weeks. So in mm. my mind, I want to just have it finished so I can because if I can't fly the thing on the ocean, like in the winds off the ocean, then yeah. it's just you and your need, you and your sea breeze to, kite. Your sea yeah, breeze kite. Yeah, then I just need to move on to other things. It just yeah. isn't meant to be if I can't pull that off. So anyway. <sighs> Sometimes sometimes and, you have to just know when it's over and move and on. And to be fair, to my credit, the thing that's taking longer isn't necessarily I think a big reason why it's taking so long is I'm I'm trying to make it 100% laser cut where if someone else wanted to download the file, they could laser cut it and snap it together and have the thing flying in like an hour. So that's what's sincerely so taking the So it takes like time. 6 months to get something that can be made in an hour done. Yeah, I that's like the part. That's, that way. You're, doing, you're doing the hard part. That's yeah, that's exactly hopefully. what it's like. Ikea, right? This their furniture is very simple, but it probably takes them forever to engineer a way to flat pack it and make it good enough to put together. Yeah. So that's that's I like I like that spin on it. As I'm like, yeah, I was running around in our yard, and we have new neighbors that just moved in, and I was <laughs> like, they probably think that I am such a lunatic because I was just <laughs> aggressively running so fast with this silly kite. <laughs> There was and I couldn't get it to fly. Anyway, I you had one video in your stories where you were just like full sprint, one end of the yard to the other, and the kite is literally just like bouncing on the ground. It's like it just well, you got zero lift. It's the most amazing. None, Guys, if you're not following Brooke's stories, like I I know sometimes like somebody that stories a lot, uh, it gets tempting to just skip a day. Don't skip a day with Brooke's stories because whenever she's working on the kite, it's pure gold, pure gold. 
So, well, now that we got, now, yeah, that, we both, say. now that we both trashed the hell out of each other, <laughs> my crappy shop and your tiny, your non-flying kite, my, 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 my hor- horrible, horribly unaerodynamic kite. Um, <laughs> we should probably introduce this week's guests. We should. That would be awesome. Yeah. So this week we have two friends of mine. We have epoxy aficionado Dre Fendetti <laughs> and her counterpart, Lucas Man D'Angelo, who is a woodworker, metal worker, and also has an affinity for purchasing humongous drill presses <laughs> and <laughs> refurbing yes. them yeah. eventually. I was, I was wondering where you were gonna go with that. And <laughs> Old yeah. tools. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Old Hello. tools are the best tools. Just ask Jimmy. That's Jimmy's. Mo- I think that's like Jimmy's motto, right? Like old tools are the best tools. Yeah, I just brought him some old tools. Uh, oh, cool. What did you? Anything good or a big twenty-inch? Maybe twenty-four. I think it was a twenty-inch uh, Rockwell bandsaw. Big old. Oh like, man. Little bandsaw. Couple that's of blades. Some old stuff from my old high school woodshop. Yeah, I was gonna. Well, this this is sort of diving in really, really far for the first question. But where do you get all? Where do you find all of the stuff that you find, Lucas? Um, all over. So I've initially it was it would just be me pouring over Craigslist or sometimes Marketplace or even just seeing stuff for sale on Instagram. But it's rapidly turned into people that have things or know of things are now coming to me with them or bringing me links or saying, Hey, sending me a message. Hey, I have this. Do you have interest in it? So I've sort of turned into like the destination where people that don't know what to do with all this old junk, quote unquote junk go. So a lot of the stuff lately has been just kind of word of mouth. And uh, like the high school wood shop that I got everything out of was the high school shop teacher that um the current high school shop teacher wasn't there was no shop when i was in high school the current high school shop teacher i got to know him like a year or two ago and pretty much the day i met him i said hey if any of that stuff's ever gonna get replaced or gotten rid of let me know i'll take it and he's like oh yeah no probably never you know but then they started talking about tearing down the school and building a new one and long story short they decided to, in the new school, build a brand new, it's not woodshop anymore, by the way, it's a makerspace. They Ayo. decided to build a brand new makerspace, outfit it with new machinery. So I got word that everything in the shop was going to get scrapped. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Isn't that funny how sometimes that one little comment that yep, you made to someone. Yeah. So that was like awesome. six months, five or six months in the making to try and get that done because it had to go through all the, you know, the red tape of the school department and all this stuff. Mm. And, you know, you're not allowed to sell public property and all that kind of stuff. So finally, it just got to a point where the week before the school, before demolition was going to start, uh, it just turned into a free for all. So I was able to get in and get as literally as much stuff as I could take. So I, I went in and took everything in the wood shop. I went through the maintenance shop, the old auto shop. I just took as much wow. as I could, as much as I could fit in my truck and trailer. So no way. Wow. Were you like fighting other people or was this just you no. by yourself? It's me by myself. And oh, well, that's awesome. With the, help of, with the help of two friends. Cause that's awesome. Some of that stuff really big. But, that's freaking yeah. fantastic. It's, it's, it's we... almost, it's scary to think that that stuff probably would have just ended up like in a landfill or a dumpster or something like that. 
the salvage How many people could use those it. tools? Yeah. Hmm? The salvage company was literally going to scrap it, you know, sell wow. it for scrap value, and then it would have gotten crushed, shredded, whatever. Well, it's big and it's heavy. So I, on one hand, it makes sense, but I, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Because, again, it's tools that can still be used. Yeah, and uh, to your point of there's a lot of people that can use those. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, because this was such a long time in the making, mm-hmm. I had plenty of time to kind of figure out where everything was going to go <gasps> and who needed the stuff. Yes. Yes. Sorry, is, we, on the video, on the video. Oh, my God. We, on the video, Tucker. we have a – oh, this is Tucker. Is that, okay. Yeah, is Hello, Tucker. Yeah, I was very confused for a minute. <laughs> We have no, a special guest on the podcast. We've got a we've got a little kitty. Do you want to say something, Tucker? Kill me out, and like while we're talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I had plenty of time to figure out where everything was going to go, so I was able to get a lot of those tools. That you know, I wasn't keeping everything, but I was able to get a lot of the tools into the hands or into the shops of people that were looking for those particular machines, or that could you know had space for them, or had you know provisions for them. Like, not many people can deal with a. 25 inch 2000 pound rockwell uh planer so you know the right person can so just i was able to make sure everything was going to a home and that was a big thing for the shop too so was what was left was there anything like that you that was left afterward where you went oh man yeah the one thing that i didn't take that there's two actually there's two machines that i didn't take um one of them was due to size uh-huh. uh was a tanowitz a 16 inch tanowitz table saw wow uh wow. yeah it was from the it was from the nave uh, the shipyard in boston originally like the name plates were on it and everything and the table on it was about five foot by six foot cast iron whoa jesus and i How literally couldn't get it well i managed we got it on a pallet but then we realized that um there were no doors out of that room that were large enough to get it out in one piece. Oh man. And we weren't really, I didn't actually have anyone that needed that was interested in that particular tool. That was one of the few things that no one was really interested in dealing with. And we would have had to disassemble it, you know, almost completely to get it out of there. So that was one thing that really bummed me out that I left. And then I, I did leave a powermatic cabinet saw, but it was incomplete. So I didn't, uh, I didn't take it. I actually, I scav, I ended up scavenging the fence off of it to put on the unisaw that I took because a friend needed a unit, needed a table saw, but it had no fence. So I kind of took parts off of that. And like, I took the hand wheels. I took the kind of the cool stuff on them and I scavenged everything else. Like there was, there was three machines that were a big joiner, uh, sander and a big bandsaw that had been, that had been flooded. They were, they'd been under three feet of water. So they wow. were pretty much oh, inoperable, and, but I scavenged yeah. all the parts off of it. So Yeah, I was going to ask how much of it needed to be refurbished versus when you go and, and get tools like this. Uh, this particular haul, um, okay, <clears throat> this particular <laughs> haul. The cat, the, cat, the cat is showboating right now for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. He's trying uh, to the microphone. Uh, out of this particular hall, everything that was in the wood shop was functional, was operational. Um, you know, like it could be tuned up, but everything was totally, pl- you know, wired in and, and go, which was cool. Um, but in general, it can vary. Like I've gotten stuff that was completely solid, rust, inoperable, 
you know, non-functioning. And I've also gotten stuff that is like two years old that needs nothing. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it really varies. Wow. But, yeah. It's it that's, I've always wanted to be able to do that. Like I, I got the bug to do, I got the bug to do restos. I got the bug to do restos after doing like, I bought this little jeweler's vice at a, um, at a flea market. And I started buying Tonka trucks yes. to do refurbs on. Cause I just got obsessed with all the channels on YouTube that do Tonka truck restos. And now it's like, that's all I want to do on YouTube. And it's, Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Should we describe the scene for the listeners? Yes. Yeah, so there's a showcase, um, like a really nice showcase next to these two. And it's got a bunch of Tonka trucks in it. Yeah. Like it looks like heaven to me. <laughs> yeah, it's a Tonka instructo, but you just said that. I, I have an affinity. I've never done any work on them like it sounds you have, but I do like them a lot. So I did, I did one. I did one and I was completely hooked after I did the first one. So I found there was a woman on Facebook Marketplace. She had a just a like a basically like a flea market box and she's like $20 for each truck and I'm looking at them going I'm looking at them on Facebook Marketplace. I said, "Okay, I'll make you a deal. There's about 15 trucks in there. I'll give you 150 bucks for the whole box." And she's like, the whole box? I'm like, yep, I'll take the whole box. I won't. I don't even need to see them. I'll give you 150 bucks, whatever condition they're in, I'll take them. She goes, when can you come get them? <laughs> so in my shop, one of the things that I have sitting in my new shop is a box of Tonka trucks that are waiting to be restored, plus the full-size yellow dump truck, which is like the one I had as a kid that I used to yes. put one knee in and scoot yeah. around the yard. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Absolutely. We used, to take the, we used to take that one and we would flip – once we got too big to like sit in the bed mm-hmm. and we would flip the bed up, flip the dump body up and like sit on the chassis. Yep. You could, you, t- and you totally can. It's so they're strong hills. as hell. I'm excited about getting back to that. Cause now that I've learned after I did the first one, I learned a whole lot about um, the pin Tonka tool. Like that. I need to get one of those to do the rivets, not just use pop rivets on it. Right. And, yeah. But I got, skill with the airbrush i learned how to make proper water slide decals like yeah i'm gonna it's gonna be fun as hell but i I might have a few i might have a few to send to you for some uh restoration then well then once i'm once i feel comfortable doing it professionally then i will definitely (laughs) yes i will 100 percent take you up on that speaking of professionals though you guys were um you guys along with former co-hosts of this podcast ethan Ethan carter Carter. you guys were you guys were in uh, Wichita at um, yeah. the Meg 48 Nationals. Yeah. And I believe, and I might have this story straight, that one of you, I'm not sure which one, but one of you may have actually made the trophy, one of the trophies. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so there were two different trophies. Okay. And then one, uh, there was like a gift that we had made that was for the makerspace. So there were technically, I guess, three different things that we had made that weren't part of like the prototypes that we were making. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> Lucas actually did, I don't know if you guys saw um, a picture of like the main trophy, but the main trophy uh, had, what was it? It was like the main. It had five airplanes. Yep. And it was like five um, pedestals, basically. Like kind of one main one and then four more, uh, you know, cascading off the sides um 
And so there were there were five tapered pedestals. It sort of was like think of it like a championship trophy. So five tapered pedestals. Each one had an airplane on top. So the outside four uh, were aluminum, and the central one was brass. They were tapered. So I did I machined the tapers. I put I bored out the top of each one uh, to be able to inset a tiny little bearing, and then made receiving components for that for these really beautiful stainless steel and copper paper airplanes that our friend Ryan had made. Um, so we basically were able to get those mounted. So it was kind of kinetic where those airplanes would pivot, you know, forward and backward on the little receiver portions. And then Very cool. the bearing would allow that whole assembly to then spin around as well. Which cool. Turns to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of it. To make them even more beautiful. Yeah, Ethan <laughs> had actually made um, the leather airplanes that were on top of them, which that ended up just looking like so stinking cool. His, um, his ability to make weird stuff out of leather is just unmatched, unmatched. by anyone else. <laughs> yeah, so he was. He it's so funny because he was handing out these like really cool keychains that were actually like phone holders as well, and I was like, I never in a million years like would have thought of making a phone holder out of leather. But like, leave it to Ethan. Like, he's so creative, and it's just—it was so fun working with him. Um, you know, during Make Forty Eight, this is actually our second time working with him because we had worked with him back in the Hartford competition, mm -hmm. and it's just been so fun getting to meet him and just see how many skills that he has, um, and just like seeing his like creative eye as well. It's been a lot of fun. And he's the least like rushed or. Like he's the most calm person, it seems like in these that's events. That's ironic. Yeah. I was gonna say, that's so funny. Yeah. That's, it, no, no, not not that he's an anxious mess. That's not what we're saying at all. But like that, I I know exactly what you guys are what you guys mean about Ethan though. Yeah, because on uh, on here <laughs> on here he'll tell you straight up that he he used to be he used to talk very fast and get very nervous and have trouble finishing. So he <laughs> joked for the entire time he was co-host. He joked about not being able to finish a sentence without going crazy. So the idea that he's so calm and chill just it, it totally it cracks me up. It's like we'll be like I'll be like running around like you know ten different directions and like I got a million things to do this and that. And Ethan's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, that's so. Sounds, it's so yeah, funny though because it so sounds like Ethan too. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. And my favorite thing too is because at least for this event, before you know Hartford, we all drove there. But at least for this event, my favorite is we start with Ethan because we fly out of Boston together, and then we mm -hmm. end with Ethan because we fly back <laughs> to Boston together. So it's like it's the best because it's always the same crew, like coming in on the airplane, leaving yeah. on the airplane. Yeah. We even sat together. We managed to. I just together yeah yeah <laughs> i, I yep. think i saw a story picture of you three like boom 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 in the airplane seats yep. so it was, it was pretty it adorable was, yeah it was not planned at all it was just like at like destiny high, yeah. slash fate <laughs> slash whatever make, you want to call it 48 it uh, was fan club maker destiny <laughs> so for the people that the people that don't know the people that don't know how make 48 works why don't you tell um give us a little bit of background on what make 48 is um and what you guys did um i know you, i know ethan was i'm guessing you guys they were you guys were tool techs yeah so why don't you yeah. give us a little bit of background on make 48 how it works what it is and then what your role there was yeah absolutely so um, Make 48, it is basically, I would, I would consider it like a design slash invention competition. Yes. Um, where there are eight teams that they compete against each other and Make 48 gives them a prompt 
Sometimes they'll know ahead of time like what the general category is that they're going to be working on. And then once they get there, they end up getting uh, more specific kind of requirements as to what they're going to be making. Um, so for this one, for the Nationals, it was toys. And for oh, Hartford, cool. yeah, it was so cool. And for Hartford, it was really more like outdoor lifestyle, which was super vague when we first heard it. We were like, what the heck is outdoor lifestyle? And then they refine it down, though. <clears throat> so like the outdoor lifestyle one was the outdoor lifestyle one was um that was the broad topic and the refined one was it had to include um solar lighting or sound okay it had to be the focus so there were teams making things with you know with like different outdoor light sources there was people making things that were solar powered so kind of it honed you know honed in those various topics and then for the um nationals well it was the it was toys and then it was two options or two, two, I guess two options. Um, a toy for a kid a specific age range. Yeah. An age range, I think eight to 15 or, um, or it could be toys for uh, kids that are in the hospital, which for me, you know, I work as an occupational therapist during the day and then, you know, epoxy is really like my nighttime slash weekend kind of situation. So, um, as soon as they said that it was going to be, you know, involving medical stuff, I was like, oh, Lucas, I wish I were actually a competitor for once. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're not. Yeah. Nope. So um, instead. Well, hold on. The no for nationals. I was going to say before that they do they do four yes. city series competitions like the Hartford one. And each of those has eight teams that compete. And there's a first place and a second place winner. So mm -hmm. essentially. Out of those four city series, there's eight finalists, and that's those are the eight teams that make up the nationals. Yep. Now we're at nationals. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so at the nationals, yeah, it was kind of wild. So uh, what were the four cities? We had Hartford. Wichita. Yep. Madison, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But our roles at the events, Hartford and this one, were as tool techs. Yeah. So. Lucas the, did everything. Because <laughs> so, he can do everything, uh, <laughs> and then I did epoxy. <laughs> hey, that airplane that you did, Dre, was awesome. Yes. Thank so you. Cool. I was obsessed with that. So, so the thing that I'm super proud of is the fact that that was actually made in like under 24 hours. It was really like it was like 12 to 18 hours. Yeah, yeah, which is really wow. crazy because if you know how epoxy cures. It takes usually 24 hours. So oh, sometimes it doesn't. Honestly, depending yeah. on, yeah, it depends on what type that you're using. But you for that, that application, yeah. You did that with epoxy that was like a 72-hour cure epoxy. I was just about yeah. to say, just the idea of using epoxy as a medium period for a 48-hour competition. <laughs> and that 48 hours is, is super real. Lunacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's crazy is that was actually the third one that I had made. So I made... Really? Two before that, the first one that I had made, oh man, the colors looked so cool, but I went to go fold it and I like, I didn't, I learned some things. While I was doing this. <laughs> you Let's went just to school say. on the first one. <laughs> 100% went to school on the first one. So the first one, um, I definitely did not. Uh, so basically I ended up using like an HDPE um, 
what is it like a plastic like drop cloth basically that you would use um just to like if you wanted to put on your table and protect it and whatever so anyway so i ended up using that i poured epoxy right over the top of it and after it kind of got to like this tacky state what i ended up doing was i left the plastic on the bottom actually no i think for the first one i just peeled it off and i was like i got this and i started folding it and then it stuck to itself and i was like crap <laughs> like that's not the way to do it so that one was a fail so then the second one that i did i just didn't like the coloring on it i was like no no this isn't it's not nope so then the third one I uh, definitely learned to keep the plastic on the bottom, but then also adding a second piece of plastic over the top of it so that when you fold it, it doesn't stick to itself. So I also incorporated, um, Ethan had made actually like a template, like a, a cardboard cutout template of an airplane. So I kind of went off of that, but I also used the cardboard to kind of like support it a little bit just to make sure that, you know, when I was folding it, that it would actually be folded in the right places and everything. Um, and then I ended up using like, you know, those binder clips, like the black and mm -hmm. silver, like binder clips. I basically use those to like hold everything in place. So like for the center strip of it, I wanted to make sure that it stayed straight and that it wasn't like going to be, you know, kind of off kilter. Um, and then uh, the way that we ended up actually getting all of our epoxy to cure so quickly. So um, Kristen Brown, who is basically, she's like an amazing human. She works for Total Boat. She is like, the woman behind the scenes who she's just amazing. I love her. Um, and she's pretty high up there. I love her so much. Um, she was teaching me beforehand. I was like, Kristen, like, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, epoxy it takes a while to cure. I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, all right, so just take your drop cloth, drape it over a table, have it like come down over the sides and then just take um, a space heater and put it under the table. Mm -hmm. So you're basically creating an oven. And I was like, this is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So that's what we ended up doing. Um, so what it's, I wish I took a picture of the way that I kind of, I had the, the airplane basically like upside down with the binder clips sticking up and we had pinned them down with pieces of metal just to try to make sure that they would stay like flat and that nothing would be like drooping over. Um, and then we just left it under there. And I, I was like, all night long, I was like praying, I'm like, please cure. <laughs> please cure. And I like, at one point, like we're walking over to the makerspace and I like look at Lucas and I'm like, do you think it cured? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, we're going to find out. <laughs> that sounds so stressful. I stress myself out about if my epoxy cured when I don't have a deadline. Yeah. And I'm sleeping and I'm like, all right. I hope it's, I, it should be fine in the morning and then half the time it's not. So I can only yeah, imagine. And then I, I just kept thinking too, I'm like, so if this doesn't cure, we don't really have a backup plan. <laughs> oh, no. So we were really living life on the edge on that day, but it was. So uh, you got to do it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So thankfully, thank God, everything had just cured. Um, and yeah, it was such a blast. Um, and then we actually ended up using a lot of like UV resin. We ended up having a lot of like little like acrylic pieces that we ended up adding to it. Um, so we just actually used the, um, UV resin to stick the acrylic to, we had epoxied at the base of it. So we just used UV resin and stuck it right on there. And, um, I, I was really happy with how it ended up turning out. It was such like a collaborative effort. 
And it was so much fun. Whitney was like absolutely amazing with color selections and um, Whitney Manny. She's fantastic. If you guys get a chance to go check her out, she always has like very, very bright colors um, and she's blessed. So she ended up actually drawing up. We had little flowers. So the flowers that are on the trophy were actually flowers that were for each of the um, states that were the four. You know, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So they were the state flowers. Um, but it was so much fun. It was such a blast and, and it definitely is a little, you know, anxiety provoking having the deadline, but we did it all in time. Thank God. So I've had the, I've had the reel that you did, um, Dre, the reel that you did of the, um, of the award, just playing as you're talking about it. And I feel like every time it goes, you go, the camera goes around, I see something else on it. They just go, damn, that is, that is impressive. I think, I think the best part of it is you talking about your anxiety, about it curing and about the resin behaving unpredictably. And I always feel like, cause I've worked with resin a lot. You've worked with obviously a lot. Brooks worked with it a lot. And I feel like people think that the more you work with it, the easier it gets. And I was like, no, it just doesn't get any more predictable. It's just every time you work with resin, it's a roll of the dice and you just hope for the best. Yeah. And that, and like you learn, I, even myself, I mean, you guys just heard me. I learn something new quite literally every single time that I'm doing epoxy, you know, it's it's a constant learning experience. I consider myself definitely a lifelong learner. I'm somebody who I'm like, always like asking questions all the time about everything. But, um, I mean, there are so many different factors that can go into epoxy and especially when it comes to cure times. So that's the other thing is like, you really have to know your environment (laughs) very, very well. And if you have any control over the temperature, make sure that you try to get that sweet spot, you know, it's, it's funny. It's funny you say that because, um, my good friend, Steve McDonald, who's actually been on this show he's a, a resin crafter on youtube he's um he's a good friend of mine like we've become really good friends over the last year That's and awesome. he just recently did a video and showed something in a video and i'm like i need that and i bought it i don't even know if this thing works but he did a review and it works it's basically a curing oven for small resin projects mm-hmm. yeah it looks like a food dehydrator in a lot of ways but it's got, it's got a temperature control and you can kind of crank the temperature a little bit and it's got tears and air circulation. And apparently it'll take like um, a 72 hour resin and cure it in two to three hours. Full. Oh, send me that link. You, you needed that for me. For <laughs> I was thinking that as you talk about, now it's not huge, but I mean, for me, most of the stuff I make with resin is jewelry. So mm. it's perfect and i have this thing sitting on my craft table i got it yesterday and i'm so excited to play with it and i'm just waiting that's going to be my reward for when i finish this client project i'm going to play with that but i'm so excited definitely definitely yeah it's it's pretty wild total boat at their any events that they go to they've actually like made like a flat pack oven Mm -hmm. and um it's so wild they have like this little temperature gauge on it so Um, they usually, sometimes they'll hook up like a heat gun to it and then it'll just circulate the air around. And, um, anytime it hits like a certain temp, then the heat gun will turn off. But it's really cool the way that they've kind of like hacked the system, you know? I will say one thing. I worked with a a bunch of different resins, a Mm -hmm. bunch. 
um, as I was learning how to work with resin. I bought every resin under the sun except Total Boat, right? Yeah, yeah. And every single one of them was trash, except there's this one brand that I buy from Amazon for my UV because tra- Total Boat wasn't always making UV. Yeah. And one day, one day, I just said, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to get some Total because everyone uses it, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm like, there's got to be something to this. Maybe, maybe it's not just the fact that they're up in everybody's grill and maybe they really are this good. Right. And I remember the first time I worked with it and I put those, you know, the pre-measured pumps on, I'm like, well, this is freaking genius because I'm an idiot and I can't ever seem to measure it correctly. (laughs) And I, I I made a whole bunch of stuff like with the first batch ever, everything cured perfectly, no bubbles. And it made me feel like, Oh wow, I really can do resin. And you know, they're not a sponsor of me. They've never given me a dime. And I will say, to the hills and back, they are by far the best resin company yeah. on the planet you because know. their stuff just works yeah. every single time. Dre, you had given me a tip that I used the other day. Whoa. <laughs> um, you had said I'd never used the fast hardener from Total Boat before. And I remember you had mentioned uh-huh. we'd, been, we'd been talking after you were in Hartford for May 48, actually. And you were like, oh my gosh, we use the fast hardener and like it's fast and they're not kidding and yada, 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 yada. So we got our hands on some and I'd used it for um, doing like I, I already made it at this point, but um, I did a giant epoxy heart and I used it to keep my to keep my like janky mold intact and it was the best it was so good so thank yes. you for that do you guys i would have yeah. never thought to try it if you hadn't said that so um i had told i think i told brooke this story this is a super it's gonna be a real quick but super embarrassing story so perfect when podcast <laughs> perfect <laughs> when we were in hartford so mike from total boat he is like the ceo i believe he's owner president he's just amazing El Prez. El Prez. El Presidente. yeah 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 so he and i were working together because they stopped by before they were like they were on their way to makers camp and they stopped in they were helping me out for a little bit And Mike was like, Dre, can you just mix up some epoxy real quick? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Now, like high performance is like not my forte at all. (laughs) I use like tabletop. I use maker epoxy. And like that's pretty much it for the most part for the things that I do. And this is like before I think I used UV resin just a little bit here and there. So anyway, so Mike's like, go ahead and mix it up. So I start I I. I mix it up (laughs) and I have this like big tub of it and I mixed like now, first of all, I was using fast and I mixed like if you think about if you've ever done epoxy before, you oh, no. always have to think I see about where this is going already. <laughs> you always I know. You always have to think about your depth. <laughs> so even in the cup, by oh, the way. It's not yeah. just what you pour, it's in the cup. <laughs> even while you're mixing, right? So all of a sudden, Mike, you know, he picks up the bucket, he's like, Dre, like, this is getting pretty hot. And I was like, uh, oh yeah. And he's like, it's getting like real, like real hot. And so he, I was like, all right. So I grab like another bucket and like we pour it in half to kind of like take, you know, some of the volume down so it's not so thick. And all of a sudden we look over and this thing is like smoking. And I'm like, oh my friggin' God. I'm like, I cannot believe this is in front of the man who owns Total Boat. You're like the epoxy expert. Epoxy oh expert my gosh. Guy. Yeah. And I'm like, I, are you sure I'm qualified to be here? So then. <laughs> you want to sponsor me? You no, no, sponsor no, no. Me? And then he like, he like Walking picks it up and like moves it. He's like, don't breathe it in. Don't breathe it in. That's VOCs. Don't breathe it in. And I'm like, oh my God. 
on. And he was just like so like calm about it. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. He's like, let me just show you how to do it. I'm like, okay. So I learned some things. I, you know, don't pour uh, too deep. <laughs> I've had it happen in the measuring cups and, you know, not just absentmindedly thinking I'll have it mixed and out of the cup fast enough where it won't matter. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. You can't work that fast. I've, I've melted can't. cups to my t- work tools. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I yeah. ruined, I ruined a cutting mat because the heat from it actually melted the melted cup it. and then warped the cook, the cutting mat underneath it. Like, it's just, yeah. So, so at the makerspace, they actually, it's so funny because Lucas and I, we, we went by one time and, you know, it was a total boat used to have a makerspace. They it had to close down because of COVID, but, um, you know, Lucas and I went for an event one time and all of a sudden, we like walk out and I look and I see there's like a couple cups and I was like, yo, you know that those got exothermic and somebody had to run them outside and that's why they're sitting out here right now. But I mean, people, you know, it's kind of a learning experience. And once it happens to you, you're like, I will never, you know, I will try to avoid this at all. Costs. You will try I to say, avoid it. I, I, I say. do it all the time still because yeah. I get yeah. confident or I, or I just misjudge time. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's that's what it is. It's the same thing with me. Like I always think like I'll have it out of the cup before it goes exothermic. And as I'm stirring it, it's already starting to smoke. And it's like, oh, maybe not. All right. Yeah. So much for that yeah. batch. So it's, so. Epoxy is literally the only way that uh, I ended up meeting Lucas. Was it was the the one thing that he well. So Lucas had done it like a couple of gonna, times before. Well, like you okay, like, I used it to like fill stuff, like you know, or used it as you know resin to adhere and laminate. Mm-hmm. He used it as glue. Yeah, like yeah. Glue. it is a good glue. I'm so it's offended great. right now. Okay. I'll allow it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question. I have a question. Go ahead. So Dre, when did you first start working with epoxy? And then the, well, yeah, I'll start there. It was uh, two years ago, right? And like, what, what prompted you to pick it up in the first place? COVID man. I was bored Just... out of my skull. I was finishing my master's degree. Actually, I wasn't even finishing it at that point. I was still, I had one more year left, but I was just taking classes. I wasn't working. I was collecting unemployment money. So I was like, well, let me try to figure out a craft in the meantime. And, you know, I was scouring the internet. I was like on Instagram and Pinterest. And I definitely like stumbled across, you know, a couple of different epoxy artists that are out there. I kept watching it and I was like, man, like this is really amazing how versatile that it is. And I ended up going to like Michael's Craft Supply and I got their like Envirotex which is like, you guys ever get that? That stuff smells so bad. And I was probably, I was, I'm pretty sure I was doing it all like in an enclosed room with like no <laughs> air circulating. Yeah, you're like, there's five years I'm off really my life sorry. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to my lungs. I apologize. Um, I didn't know any better at the time, but, um, yeah, I just started like, I started off really small doing really, really small, like very, like literally like a quarter size molds. Um, and it was good that I started off really small because that was kind of when I was learning like all of the mistakes of make sure that you're paying attention when you're, you know, mixing your part A and like you're measuring it out, your part A and your part B, like don't, don't put too much of one. And, you know, so I learned a lot of like really, um, you know, important lessons to learn. Um, and I'm happy that we're, it was definitely in smaller batches because, you know, as if you've worked with epoxy, you know, epoxy can be really expensive. So mm-hmm. it was one of those things where I was kind of grateful that I had learned with smaller things. 
And then I started kind of graduating into like making coasters and like geode style coasters. And then I started doing trays and, um, you know, I just kind of kept trying to like, just kind of go from there. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably been around like two, I want to say it was two years. Yeah. 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 And what, what, if you're open to telling the story, what, why did Lucas need to know how to use epoxy? Uh, I was I was looking for any sort of excuse to like you know hang out with him basically. Um, so Lucas and I actually met on Clubhouse, um, which is a really fun uh, chat you know audio chat app basically, um, and not a dating app at all. And there was actually you know a couple of our friends had encouraged us to go on there because it was just one of those things where you could go on and. You know, they have different like clubs and stuff like that that you can belong to. And both of us just happened to belong to, you know, a club that was for makers. And we just kept like chatting on there. And then one day Lucas was like getting real cranky and he was like, oh, I hate Boston traffic. And I was like, and I'm from Rhode Island. Right. And so which is a fairly common turn of phrase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty horrible. Can it's, confirm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. actually, Vincent was up in up in Boston a couple weeks ago. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. For the first yeah. time ever, and he experienced. I mean, yep. was yeah. it bad traffic? So Not sorry. to. Yeah, it's so bad. The traffic bad. is so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. So, so I'm from Rhode Island. So he said, you know, oh, I hate Boston traffic, and I, immediately I was like, wait a minute. I was like, you're from Boston? He's like, yeah. Now, when we first started on there, like, we didn't really know where everybody was from. We were just kind of, like, talking about making things. So it was kind of, like, one of those things where as people, you know, as the conversation was going, you would learn where people were from. And so, um, you know, he and I, of course, I, like, I did a real deep dive on his Instagram because he didn't have – he only had for the longest time just photos of tools and him making things – and I like never saw any pictures of him at all. Isn't, and so, yeah. yeah, I had to like, Isn't that's scroll. so funny. I, I'm not, I've never been in the, in the, in the situation where I was like in, investigating someone as a single person, but sometimes when we go to, go to events and people give you their handles and you're trying to remember who everyone is and you're going back on Instagram and I'm like, I just need your face. I can't not place your face, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. Post your faces, people. Yes. You're all beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. So then I just did a deep dive. And then, uh, you know, he and I, it was funny, we would like, you know, only chat with each other through Clubhouse or Instagram. And we actually it was like, I think a couple of days before we realized like we don't have each other's number like we had hung out in person and like we didn't have each other's (laughs) phone number. (laughs) And, And so yeah, yeah. So then you know, we ended up just, I, I feel like, so once, you know, I asked him like, Hey, have you ever done epoxy before? And he was like, well, no, not really. Not the way that you do it. And I was like, well, do you want, do you want to learn how to, like, I'd love to hang out and we, I can teach you how to do it. You can teach me how to do the stuff that you're doing. And, um, and then pretty much since that day, we just like never stopped hanging out. Like we just got along so well and we have like very similar personalities and we're, definitely like very inquisitive people where we just always like want to learn more and learn how to make things um and try to do it to the best of our abilities and it's just one of those things where we just kind of like clicked so cool yeah. what tools have you restored dre uh... <laughs> no she she has no. she has one to start with she Ooh, has what a do you got tool. With the, the, the leg vice? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah she yeah. was gifted a leg vice. Oh, oh. oh you know. Cool. Vices yeah, yeah. are so yeah. fun to restore. I know. I have so many vices. I counted. The, I guess it's not even so many. 
Like mm, some lot. comparison. I counted the other day. I think it was at 33 in the shot. Oh, wow. But that is, yeah. Can we just, he, can we just reflect on the fact that he said that it's not so many. <laughs> 33. Well, like, most people I, have like one, two. Yeah. Look, it's not like I'm Andrew Alexander. Okay? Yeah. That's true. I, I just want to like, make that statement. All right. It's I'm still not. a lot of, it's still a lot of vices though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, vices are like clamps. <laughs> Yes, thank yeah. you. They're just clamps that don't move as much. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but she was gifted from uh, I think a mutual friend of ours, Brooke, right? Uh, Alan. She was gifted this. From yeah. Lucky Nail Blacksmith. Yeah. yeah. Alan Kerboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This adorable. Not <laughs> I don't know if you guys listen to the podcast, but that's a. I, I like royally butchered Alan's name in writing. <laughs> I was doing the show short story. Short story. I put the post up to announce that he was our guest for the week, and I spelled his name the way he spelled it. And Brooke comes back and goes, "I think you spelled his name wrong." I'm like, "No, I didn't I'm... say I think. I was like, you spelled his name." I, <laughs> okay, I was fine. I was giving you a little bit of. I was you are a little very, bit attacked yeah. in this situation. She's a very yeah, confident so, person. So she I, yeah, it. I was like, it is wrong. This we we've disrespected our guest. <laughs> she spelled it. She basically spelled it the French way, and like K U R K U R B O O I S O I S. I was like so French. Yes, he's Alan Kerbois to her so i'm like did i spell it wrong oh crap did i spell it wrong so i actually i was like again like you guys know me i was like yeah like it's curb it's curb yeah she was convinced we we gotta fix that like here's the three steps we need to do to make sure this is okay (laughs) so i go on i go on i go on i go i load up the internet and i google the name and i find a news article about him and there's his picture and i'm like no brooke i got it right like, <laughs> well, I could have sworn I had that. Ro- okay, cool. Yeah. Oh my god, that's great. That's great. We yeah. love Alan. Yeah, yeah I'm he, never gonna he... live that one down. Never. Anyway, so he gifted he gifted Dre a vice. Yep, and he brought it over to our house, and then he proceeded to tell me that the vice was haunted. And now oh, I'm no. like, we have ghosts wait. in the house. So, what? so wait, 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 wait. The vice <laughs> is haunted. So what's happened? Since I have no idea. He no, Nothing he literally happened. he just said it, and but like I'm somebody who takes that stuff to heart, and then for like the next like five days, I like I couldn't go down into the basement without the lights being on because I was like, to be fair, why would you go down there without the lights? No, no, no. But like sometimes I'll go down and not even turn like the stair, you know, the stairs lights why on. Do you do that? I don't know. I'm That's a, a psychopath. Apparently, I get it though because what if it's true? Yeah, I know. Well, it's what been might sitting, I see? It's I been know. sitting in the same spot on the floor <gasps> since it hasn't moved. Nothing crazy's <gasps> happened, but at the same time, you haven't started de-rusting it or anything yet. I need someone to teach me. <laughs> it's. I'll tell you what I did. The fir- the little one that I did. I did this. Like I said, I did this little yeah. one, and it was such a learning experience that mm. at one point I was actually um, I was using a flat disc to to clean up because the top had clearly just been beaten to hell. So I was cleaning up the jaws with a flap disc and I always, I just thought it was all like welded together because it was cheap. No, actually while I was hitting with the flap disc, the the force of the flap disc actually opened it up and it fell apart my hand. I'm like, Oh, okay. So it does come apart. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's one thing I like about vices. There's not a lot of parts. 
What you have to do to them to restore them is always very obvious. And even if you completely mangle it, if you know anyone that can weld, they can fix it. So there's, it's a very low investment thing to do and so much fun. The end results just, you feel like, wow, did I really do that? Yeah. And then you get yeah. the hammerite paint when, cause you really want to do hammerite paint. I love that hammered metal paint. Oh. I do too. I haven't done that on a vice yet. Uh, <sighs> I've done it on some other equipment, but I haven't done it on a vice yet because I tend to on the older vices, like the old wrought iron or cast iron. Mm-hmm. So I do have one old wrought iron one, which is really cool, but I tend to strip it all back and then use a mixture. I'll, I'll either, if it's really cool, like grain in the metal, I'll just oil it with mm-hmm. a mixture, a little fun mixture I make. Um, and if it's not a super cool grain, but it's just good metal, then I'll blacken it and then oil it. Because I really do like that black metal look, where it's I think you it still looks... see that texture and kind of the mm-hmm. you know you still see the metal. I love but seeing like black. all the abrasions yeah, in it. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. something that I don't know why, but that blackener man, it like gets into those little crevices, and you're like, all this thing has been like loved. You know what yeah. I mean? And I I love. I think it looks so cool. But this there's one... definitely a hammer a hammerite paint vice in the future because I want to so do one this like, one perfect looking. This one, like I had to import because I wanted the green hammerite paint, Ooh. which you cannot seem to get in the U.S. Wow. at all. And I wanted in can I didn't want a rattle can. Of- you get a rattle can of it at anywhere, but I wanted like I wanted to brush it on. I ended up having to import it. The can was like thirty eight dollars for wow. a little can, but it was. When I was done, that vice looked in real life like it did in my head, and I was so happy. Yeah, and that's so satisfying. That's that's, that's the feeling you're going to get when you when you're done with it. Because again, vices are just they're fun to restore because yeah. they come out even if you don't know what you're doing. It it's a vice. It's not a bandsaw. It's a vice. Yeah, the first one I did, I didn't really have any idea. I mean, I'd taken some apart, but I'd never really. Um, like you know i never really dove into one and Mm -hmm. the first one that i did it was like i don't know eight or nine months maybe more because i took it all apart and i looked at it for a while (laughs) analyze the situation and of course i dive in on one that's that's gigantic it's it's a big you know 172 pound six inch rock island that was the first one you did yeah yeah. oh my god (laughs) so i take it all apart and I'm like looking at it like madness. That's is, madness. This is stupid. <laughs> you know, like, the, like the jaw is, you know, 26 inches long. This is silly. And then I wire wheeled it all because at that time I did not have my infamous 55 gallon drum of evaporust. So I wire wheeled <laughs> everything. That's another I, thing that's absolutely magical, by the way. I know. It's the best. So. It's the literal <laughs> best thing ever. And then I primed it and then I painted it. So I painted it red for some reason. Whoa. No, well, look, look, yes, Lucas, I realized. Lucas wants everything red. Let's I be like serious. Red. He wants everything red. So I painted it red. It wasn't the color I wanted. It wasn't the red I wanted. Like, it wasn't the red I hoped it would be. I custom mixed a color and mm. I hated it. Hated it, hated it. So oh. then I stripped it again. <laughs> so I brought it, I stripped it all the way back down again. I stared at it for a while. And then I decided to blacken it. And then I, so then it was basically it sat there for a while, mostly assembled. Like the nut was in, the pin was in, the, you know, the dynamic jaw was in. But I hadn't done anything with the lead screw and the, you know, with the meatball or the handle because the handle was really beat. And I knew I wanted to put a new handle on it. 
And then I knew if I was going to put a new handle on it, I wanted to do bronze bushings on the meatball so that it would be like a really nice fit and smooth and everything. But I'd never done that before. I didn't know what I was doing. I'd seen someone do it. But the guy that I saw do it was like an absolutely unbelievable machinist. And I am, um, I don't know if you've seen like the Chris Zepp saying world's crummiest machinist, but with a different word. Um, yeah, crummiest yeah, yeah. isn't the word, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I feel some days. But I'm like, yeah, let's like give it a go, right? So I got some bronze and I'm like, well, I, I'll never get another one of these lead screws and meatballs if I screw this up. Like it's kind of a one and done, but here we go. So I bored it out on the mill and like, you know, I made it all work, long story short, but it took, it was a long process because I spent so much time just being scared of ruining it. And then the irony of all of that is it's done. I love it. It's like my, my beater, my day, my daily vice. It's on a big stand. Hey, daily vice. Hey. Um, <laughs> it's on a big, you know, I beam and plate steel, uh, stand. It's great. I use it every day, but the irony is I now have this, another one, the exact same one, the twin to that one that came from the same place. So now I have another one to do. With huh. with more experience under your belt, right. so now mm-hmm. when you do it, it's going to be like even better. And this yeah. one might get painted. Ooh, brandy new. But will it be red? I was going to just uh, ask. Red. Uh, you had done that. Um, you had done like a bright green drill press. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. was sharp. That was uh I, yeah. I love that color. I didn't think I would, but I really love that color. It was it's unexpected for sure, but it's sharp. yeah. So it. Go yeah, ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so our friend Keith um, from Blackthorn Concepts, he has like a affinity for this, what is it, mint mojito green. It's not it's mint, it's just mojito. Just kidding, it's mojito just green. green. I don't know why. Well, it's like, a, it's like a, yeah, it's like a two-stage metallic. It's a Jeep, it's a, it's a, it's a, what, Chrysler color. It's Jeep color. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. They used it on like a few years of Jeep and he loves it. And all of, so he has tried to basically have all of the tools in his shop be that color. So then he asked Lucas, you know, we, it was before we went to maker's camp and he was like, Lucas, do you think you could, you know, restore a tool for me? And then, but it needs to be this lime green color. And so both of us are just like, I mean, I guess. Um, And then, so then. It's funny because when Lucas had brought it to Maker's Camp, all of a sudden we like look over on one of like the picnic tables where like everybody's like eating their like lunch or whatever. (laughs) And it's just sitting in the middle of the picnic table. And I was like, dude, that's like literally the the world's best centerpiece, like right there, you know? It's striking. Yeah. It sat there for. I think I took it out on Saturday. It sat there all night. It was there until Sunday. Jimmy tried to steal it. Jimmy Jimmy walked by. He's like, mine? Is that mine? No. Keith, was like, no. Keith was like, it is if you buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can picture Keith. I can picture Keith just going, no. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not at all. For a price. Yes. Yeah. That, was, that, was a, that was a fun color. That was, I, I ended up spending most of the time just trying to get that color. Because getting the paint was tough because the first place I'd ordered it, um, I ordered it and then you know, there was, it was from someplace down in, I, I think new, just outside new Orleans or Louisiana. So anyway, it was somewhere where they just had a rather terrible hurricane. So like, yeah, we're closed for a month and a half. I'm like, well, okay, I got to try and find to get, they got to get this paint somewhere. And it's not a, 
getting it in a spray can and like the clear and the two it's stage an auto paint, body paint. It was right? it wasn't so. the simplest thing to just find that particular color. But I found it somewhere else, and you know you have to prep just right. You have to paint. It's like a whole thing with that paint. So that that was like it came out the way I hoped it would. The color was really really beautiful. Yeah, yeah, shockingly you- beautiful. Yep. As someone who's as someone who's done you know a bunch of restos, have you bitten off more than you could chew and had to fail on a project, or has, have they all eventually gotten done? Or they've all eventually gotten done. Um, you know, there've been some where it was more of a, you know, it was like more of an aesthetic redo, and you know, left a lot. Of, you know, didn't dive in fully into the mechanicals of it. You know, if it was operational okay, great. Let's get it all cleaned up. You know, even, even on Keith's one, uh, you know, at one point I, I expressed some, some thoughts about the motor. I'm like, Hey, it works. He's like, ah, I, I got a motor. Don't worry. You know? So it was like stuff like that. The big thing was let's get the color right. And from where that thing started, which was in a, you know, half buried in a pick in Long Island, yeah. solid rust yeah. from where it started to where it is now is if you got, yeah. It's pretty good, but no, I mean, even even ones that have taken me forever to do, seemingly, I still get them done. Like the Unidrill, the Unidrill, was probably like a, it wasn't even a year. It was a long process, but I took that thing apart into every little tiny bit and piece. And there were a few points where I was like, I don't even remember taking all these pieces off of this. Like, where did these <laughs> come from? But it all gets done. It all gets put back together. It all gets done. How? How much of it, I mean, I'm assuming all of it, but how much of it do you actually know how to do? Like, I know people that do restos, but like when it gets down to like the motor, they send the motor out to somebody that they know that does motors or whatever. Like how much of it are you able to do versus do you have someone like you have a guy to do this? Like if there's stuff that you don't know how to do, do you have a guy or do you just go, nope, this is me. I'm going to figure this out. The only thing that I've not done at this point is, you know, like take apart and rewind a motor. Oh, that's wow. About it. I mean, everything that's a, else, I'll tackle. That's a pretty rare thing to need to do either way. So right. that's that's right. pretty damn good. Yeah. And even if even if the motor's shot, sometimes instead of doing that, because there is, I do got a guy, but I do have a guy <laughs> that'll do it. But instead of that, sometimes I'll just go see the guy and just find a period, you know, matching or similar whatever motor that he's already done. And then it's right. kind of, I'll either trade him, you know, hey, here's this carcass. Plus some, Most of the time, I mean? they'll they'll be happy to yeah. get a core for a motor yeah. that's you yeah. know just needs to be refurbished a little bit. Yeah, that makes perfect but, sense actually. But everything else, I try and tackle. Um, from like ele- I'll do all the electrical and wiring. That's no, that's not you know that's easy for me. That's a simple thing. Um, machining. You know, last couple of years, I've been able to kind of get more into re- making replacement parts, like machining mm-hmm. parts that I need or making things that don't exist anymore or whatever. So. That kind of stuff. I can pretty much tackle everything. I'll paint it. I can powder coat small stuff in my shop. So I can pretty much tackle whatever I need to. I was thinking that because, you know, you just said you just kind of went with my train of thought there. It's like, you know, wiring stuff for you is like second nature. And for me, it's the same way. Like I can rip something down to bare, even resolder, you know, put new wires and whatever. But we did a challenge on this podcast. The first challenge we did was called the Enlighten Us Challenge, where people had to make lamps. And people were freaking out because they were dealing with electricity. 
Mm. And it's like, you know, I'm like, wow, I never really thought of that as like a big deal. Like, you know, know, we moved into our, I moved into my last house and almost every switch and outlet got replaced and I did it, you know, I didn't even give it a second thought, but I know that there are people who really freak out around electricity. So yeah, Yeah. that's, it's intimidating if you've never done it before. A hundred percent. And then you realize how easy it is and you get the bug. And once you get the bug, everything in your house becomes something you can rewire. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I described, you know, electrical to someone before someone, and this is, don't ever take what I say about electrical as like anything other than my own thoughts and feelings, but I don't know, like house wiring, there's a lot to it. I'm like, no, no, no. It's just a bunch of permanent extension cords. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly like, what it is. I don't know is. if that makes it any better, but it sort of does. But like, you know, it's, it's a simple. To me, I'm terrified of it. Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. definitely one of those things where for me, I'm like, I'm going to electrocute myself. So I'm just going to let you do it, Lucas. <laughs> I've only ever had to call an electrician once. And the electrician that I called worked on the thing that I couldn't get working for like two hours. I'm like, okay, this dude's a pro. Yeah. Like, uh, granted, yeah. he does bill by the hour, so I don't know if he was just like taking his sweet ass time. <laughs> but he's a pro looking at something I couldn't figure out, and it's taking him two hours. That means yeah. it isn't simple what I was trying to right. get done. I my house was made my house was made in 1952, wow. so or 59 every, here. So that's cool. every time I opened a wall, it yeah. was a new adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Every time, and I'm like, I'm I'm so glad. It's one of the I mean, look, I loved my house. I've told everyone that'll listen. I love my house and I miss my house, but I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. Like I'm just, as much as I loved it and I was proud of all the work that I did in it and all the stuff that my ex-wife and I did to sell that house, like all the, you know, the stuff that we fixed and changed and made it look pretty for staging purposes. Holy crap. I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that (laughs) anymore. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. But the good part is like one of the great things is when you know how to do it like you do, like it's not it's not an it's not an impossible task. And I don't have that perspective. This, This is my very long way of saying I can appreciate what you're saying because I feel the same way. Like when I talk about electricity or when I even when I talk about computer stuff, it's like I don't know how to do that. You know, and it's like, it's not that hard. No, I really don't know how to do that. And I just think because I know how to do it. Everyone knows how yeah. to do it. Like, how could you not know how to do that? I know. And so. it's like, I talk, you know, I, I, Dre and I say this a lot. And, you know, this, this kind of, this concept kind of comes up at work, like in my day job a lot too. But, you know, we all take for granted every single day what we can do and mm-hmm. what we know yeah. how to do and what's second nature to us. And you got to realize that we're the minority in that respect where yeah. the stuff that we know how to do, that's like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, whatever, like Dre doing epoxy and you doing computer stuff and electrical and Brooke yeah. doing everything that Brooke does on a daily basis <laughs> while Instagramming it. That's not easy. <laughs> but no. It's not easy, but like, it's true. but like doing all the CNC work and all the design work. I mean, even Brooke, like we've gone back and forth some uh, with, with some design files and stuff yeah. and you know, I, stuff that's taken me, like an hour and a half to do and you're like ah, you know i think i'm just gonna redo it real quick and like three minutes later you're like so i made it better again <laughs> and you i'm know, always just like i yeah, don't know what? how any of them did any yeah, of that like, we, take, <laughs> we take all these skills yeah. so for granted yeah and we really it's so easy to forget that there's a the vast majority of people out there have no idea how to do what we do no and i and think it's kind of humbling other, to remember that sometimes it's humbling to remember it but i also think one of the things i appreciate so much about the maker community is just that there is no 
I don't even know if shame's the right word, but there's such an understanding for collaboration too. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, kind of yeah. cool when you describe those things. Cause because... yeah, it's like you just email your friend who can do it really quickly where like I could sit here and agonize over this epoxy thing or whatever, or I could just pick up the phone and call. Well, yeah. that's because even in this climate, you know, as makers where we all consider ourselves generalists to some degree for the most part, like, you know, I know how to mm-hmm. do a bunch of things, but I you know, I know a couple really well, but I know yeah. a bunch of what I have a wide range and then a narrow focus at sometimes yeah and there's a lot of people who you know look at you as a specialist because like oh yeah like i've had people ask i've had woodworkers ask me how i make cutting boards (laughs) and it's like i now i know how to make a cutting board it's the one thing i know how to make i can make them in my sleep i'm good at it right Mm -hmm. but then i watch these people i'm like you could do this and they're like yeah but you do them better so i want to know how you do them and it's like oh yeah who cares and they're no, go ahead, Brooke. I was just going to say, it's like a who cares thing. Like, it's yeah, exactly. fun to share. It's exciting yeah. to share. Cause I love like, sharing. Because, like, I I do a lot of digital design all day, every day. And it's like, I remember how frustrating it was the first couple years of doing it. Because, you know, and, and, and even when I was already doing work and getting paid for it, sometimes mm-hmm. I would be like, yeah, yeah, I can do that for a client. And then I'd be sitting there on my computer like, okay. Brooke, you got to figure this out because <laughs> there's no choice. And and just having that, having that sounding board of peers that mm-hmm. treat each other with respect is huge and everyone benefits from it. Yeah. The one, the one crazy thing is that people, you know, I've seen it particularly like with something like the Glowforge. The Glowforge is a good example because Glowforge is a very easy to use machine. It really is. It's one of the easiest to use machines that I've ever owned in my life. I got that thing. I, you know, they tell you you're up and running and making your first cut in 25 minutes. They're not lying. No. You get that machine, you are up running and cutting in 25 minutes. And if it takes you longer than that, I, I mean, I'm not saying you're an idiot. I'm just saying that maybe you should probably just put it back in the you box should, no, and send no, no, no. it you back. Should, you should and call send it friend. to Dre. Send it to you me. Should call <laughs> friend. Send, send it to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but, but I've seen people get the machine and then go, okay, cool. Now what? Well, now you have to design the stuff that goes in it. And right. just, you yeah. know, the, the, yeah. the blank look on the face because now I have to learn design software. Holy mm-hmm. crap. How does that work? Mm-hmm. That's when I you would know. just yeah. hand it over to Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I call Brooke. Hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's a lot. It's hard. It's, it's tricky hard. And, and it's not it's not as like tangible as other making to it. Because right. like I think I think that like tool restoration or like epoxy or like woodworking, like you you can hold it and feel it and yeah, look at it mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And and I and I do think because like I I hang out with Michael all the time and like we work together all the time and like he's a lot better at a lot of things than I am, but like so even between the two of us, we can bounce off of each other. But like sometimes we'll be looking like I have no clue how to do this like three dimensional thing. So you have to have the what am, what am I trying to say here? So like you also have, the, have to have the ability to do it on a computer screen, yeah. Yeah. which does That's not come, which is not necessarily easy for a lot of people. Where you're like, because right. because like for woodworkers, you can look at it and be like, all right, joinery, all right, I can envision it. Right. You're like, you need to like see and see. Yeah. You yeah, you have to be able to like visualize like how would I see and see joinery? That's a or really how would I interesting way to. And like, not everyone can do it, and that's not me being like, "Wow, I'm so great." It's, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's mm-hmm. like, "Dang, yeah." I, I never looked at it. I don't know how you teach someone like right. Even- right. 
wow, I never looked at it that way, but that just, that just blew my mind because now I'm thinking like, yeah, because you know, you can look at something in 3d space and go mm -hmm. in the real world and go, yeah, of course, if you put the piece here, you put the piece here. Now you go ahead, do it in fusion 360 <laughs> yeah. and just like, just look at, look at the screen in fusion 360. You're starting with nothing. Go. Yeah. And yeah, that scares the hell out of people. I didn't yeah. even think of it that way. That's I like that, bro. There's, really there's a lot to learn. And like you said, you get a Glowforge and it feels like I, I always say the Glowforge is like the microwave oven of digital fabrication. It's I like agree. a microwave. It's like, 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 let's go. And and without that key ingredient, you can't really do much with it. Right. I, I've learned, I, it's weird because my progression was the Glowforge, then the CNC. And luckily in the middle, I learned how to use Adobe Illustrator because I had to for work. <laughs> yeah, right. And I could already see like, you know, I look at like, they go, oh, the software that comes with the ShapeOko is garbage. Well, it kind of is, right? The ShapeOko is a great CNC with terrible software, <laughs> but I don't use the software. I don't Illustrator care what the software way. is like. I use it to make tool paths. Right. That's it. I, I, I basically design everything outside of it, throw it in there and let it do its thing. I don't ever look at it, but I understand why somebody who gets the software and they don't know how to use Illustrator and they're like, what do I do? <laughs> like, dude, if that's your, you better find another way to do it. That's the only, <laughs> only thing I can tell you. Find another way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. So you guys, one thing I like about you guys, um, and I find this interesting is that you guys really do kind of maintain for the most part, a separate presence on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like there is no, you're not like the, um, like, you know, Evan and Caitlin type, you're more of the, you know, we are two distinct personalities doing two distinct crafts, doing two distinct things. And I kind of, is that a, a very conscious thing? Is it just because your stuff doesn't really overlap that much or is it just kind of the way it worked out? Or I, I just think it's really cool because it's not something you see that often. So I wanted right, to kind of. Right. Well, I think we, you know, I think we both initially really, you know, started off as individuals and, yeah. you know, Lucas has definitely been doing this for so much longer than I have, but at the same time, you know, it, we are in essentially like different, you know, if you think about like different like maker realms, you know, I feel like epoxy is very, you know, not all woodworkers like epoxy or metal workers like epoxy, you know what I mean? So it's, mm -hmm. it almost yeah. seems kind of separate, I guess, in a sense. Um, and I don't think it was, you know, really more of like a conscious thing. Um, no, I mean, we had our, <laughs> yeah, we had our own presences and, uh, you know, identities and Instagram accounts when we met. Mm -hmm. So we just, that never changed. Yeah. yeah there yeah. might be. There may or may not be a random <laughs> Instagram account that we had made together. That has oh no posts, <laughs> no pictures. No followers. <laughs> but it exists and we have. Well, wait, wait, wait. I want to be Makers Workshop LLC will be the first follower. Yeah, but you just gotta <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah. find it first. <laughs> I'm I'm committed to finding it. Yeah, I'm assuming uh, yeah. at least one of you is following it. It can't possibly take that think, long. I don't think either of us are following. I don't I gotta, even know if I remember the name of it. Lucas has got it. But, I but um, what was the what was the what was the vision for this for this page? What was the content going to be? I don't. I think we were just joking around. We were like, we should probably get that name now. <laughs> like what? <laughs> If somebody takes it like and it's like it's like so stupid it's so stupid but it was definitely like just one of those spur of the moment things but 
you know, I think even though we have these like two separate entities, I guess, you know, the cool part is, is like going forward since pretty much like since we met, I mean, within a couple of weeks, we had gone up to the Blackthorn together for a like blacksmithing event. And that was like one of the first things that we did together. But the fact that, you know, we've just been like learning things together. What are you laughing at? What's happening? Oh, I am following. (laughs) I'm the only follower. So if you guys can find it. I'll be impressed. What's the handle? No, that, oh, no, that's no, like no, the no, whole no. point. That's, no, no, no. You got to figure it out. How Yo, it's pretty, it? ridi- it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's terrible. Is there, is there any chance of me guessing it? Um, yes. Yeah, I mean. You're because you're, only because you're Brooke. Yeah. Only because you're Brooke. I feel like it's kind of a Brooke-ish thing to have done. Oh, what we dang did. it. Oh, oh shoot. Boy. This is pressure well, now. Well, no, it's not, you don't have to guess it. You know, live on air. Okay. <laughs> She's just gonna like no, 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 randomly no. send us text messages. That's like, is it this? Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. this? It'd be like four o'clock in the morning. So I was thinking about it. Is yeah. it this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys, very good. Yeah. You guys very good know at the me, late night message. You guys yeah. know me so well. I just, yeah. it's just what it is. I don't yeah, stop thinking. That's I'm why gonna we love you. When I say it's a lot of pressure, it's because I will not personally rest until I figure it out. <laughs> Oh, yes. I will just make sure you're still able to get some sleep, okay? <laughs> I feel like I feel like we have to race now, Brooke. I feel like we both have to try oh, to figure out yes. if we can. Let's we have can the listeners also get in on this. And uh, yeah, you're gonna have so many followers at the end of this. Yeah, I hope oh, yeah, so. We, I hope it's like it well, maybe we'll get to ten. Who knows? <laughs> 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 That'll be my thing of the week next week. Will be your yeah. uh, your non updated your non updated Instagram account. Well, be see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Like, like you'll know exactly because no one's allowed to say it. So you'll you guys will know exactly who won the relay race. Yeah, because you'll yeah. get the follower notification. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. And I'll be like, let's. Vincent yep. made it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be really, it'd be really funny if I just start following everyone that they're fo- that <laughs> Dre is following like just, every single person like eventually I'm gonna hit it <laughs> yeah right Yo, Brooke, he... I, Brooke I just made it so that when you know you'll know <laughs> oh Jesus oh shoot now you guys are gonna be like scouring through who I'm following yeah, I gotta now. I gotta not do this now I'm like, this doing this guys that's like actually yeah. right now. <laughs> For the listeners, she just held up her phone and she's already going through my who I'm following. We can't, we, we can't give clues as to how to figure this out. For I'm already now. scrolling. Yeah. I was scrolling it on my second monitor over here. So yeah. <laughs> oh geez. Well, anyway, it, it is now. I can't believe we've been talking for an hour already. You guys. I know. Can we hang out oh, all wow. the time? Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, let's. We um, miss you guys too. We yeah. haven't seen you guys in a while. Anyway, um, we should we should probably do some things of the week. Yeah, yeah we should because things of the week are awesome. Yeah, and everyone loves a good thing of the week. <laughs> I'm so, gonna go after Brooks of things because... stolen from Evan and Caitlin. The the yeah. name thing of the week is something I stole from them. But yes, sure. oh yeah, blatantly. For, look at Brooke. She's so intrigued. lost her. She's, she's gone. gone. Yeah. Yo, she's forget gone. us. She's in my following. <laughs> you guys, right you now. guys know I'm. I was as you were saying that I was. <laughs> oh my god i'm typing i'm typing in dracus no we have yeah for the record at one point it was someone said drucus which i don't like i don't like that as much and then then we had 
Lucrea. Lucrea. So, oh like, my, my name is actually Andrea. So somebody was like, yeah. well, Lucrea. And, and like, I was oh, like, I don't think so. Yeah. Sounds like, sounds like a crustacean. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like a crustacean. Just, I thought it sounded like a medication. If I could just, like, publish the list of words I just typed into this search bar, though, it's... it's <laughs> you better be writing them yeah. down. Screenshot them. Screenshot them, and then a couple of weeks from now, some drug company will be running an ad for a cream that you could put on a burn. Yeah, <laughs> Lucrea. Use it three times daily. Yeah. Oh man, Lucrea should not be consumed orally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, guys, things of the week? Yeah. yeah. Yo, yeah, you want to go first since we always let the guests go first and, you know, ladies yeah, first because we are chivalrous in this right. place. No, no, no. I want to go after Brooke because mine, hers is a good segue to mine, I feel. All right. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So, yeah. so if you want to um, go. So. Oh. oh. No, no, no. No, go ahead. No, do it. Am I, is it, am I allowed to yes. go first? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So the my thing of the week this again. week is um, actually a gift. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> we my- forfeit. <laughs> Good one job, guys. Um- <laughs> God. Oh, God. Uh, all right. Thing of the week. So my thing of the week is actually a gift that one of our- the members that our makerspace gave Michael and I. Um, it was just the coolest process. It was just the coolest thing. And I, I'm going to try to describe it, but maybe at some point I'll put a post on Instagram with the whole process. But he um, CNC'd out of blocks of scrap wood the shape of key fobs and then put the electrical components that are from the little key fobs that like ding people into our makerspace. He pulled the electrical components out of two of those and then put it into the you know, CNC'd out thing and then he dumped resin over it opaque resin over it and then carved it out of the wood and then carved the makers workshop logo on top of them Dope. so it's like the most protected key fob ever to get in and out of the makerspace it's a super cool process and i'm just jazzed about it because i'm looking at this thing and i'm like a tank could drive over this yeah and, and it it's would be made fine. out of epoxy and, it ain't and it's made out work. of epoxy yeah That's and fantastic. it's just there is like two elements to it where it's just really really thing of the week just because that was like the, the nicest gift ever and now me and michael match so you know that's always cute and um also the process was just really cool so that was my thing of the week that's really yeah, that, cool. that that process that process um i was telling brooke in the chat earlier so i did a similar not as cool as these clearly but <laughs> the owner of the company i worked for a while ago we had those same um cards to get in and out of the building and i took his card apart and took the internals the rfid chip and the loop antenna mm-hmm. and i mounted it inside his phone case for him wow. so that so that when he would get to work all he had to do was tap his phone to the wall Brilliant. and it would open yeah. the door for him so unfortunately smart. when he changed phones we had to get him a new card and do it all over <laughs> oh. again but <laughs> but yeah it was it's a really it's just a really cool process and yeah. i never would have thought to make custom key fobs like that but holy mm-hmm. crap now i'm yeah. now the brain is a spinning no, i would have never thought of it either i just was so flattered that they even thought of it yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's so cool so so cool very clever very very clever and it, they look awesome they, yeah. they, they did a fantastic job on it yeah. so that's brian well, shout out shout out to brian he doesn't have instagram or even facebook oh is that <laughs> is that instagram was brian yeah, Brian with no Instagram. Brian with, at no, Brian Instagram. with no Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I tag well, him all the time, but uh... if he ever makes one, that's clearly going to be 
Yeah, Ryan with <laughs> it no should Instagram. Be Ryan Instagram. Yeah. That'll be the best Instagram handle ever. Do you know what? Do you know what? And also, I, I don't think Brian will mind me saying this. His Instagram would be would be so funny because it would just be so like, just like I don't know. It would just be like so straightforward. It would just be so aggressively straightforward, and it would be brilliant. <laughs> I feel like yeah, Brooke, you should, you ever. should aggressively straightforward. Yeah, I feel like, like you should make this Instagram, and then anytime <laughs> oh, he comes shoot. in, you can just be his like liaison to Instagram. Yeah, Instagram I'm pretty sure. Documentarian. Actually, I'm pretty sure that Brian has a blog, oh, and so it's like start- it's like. A white screen, Times New Roman font, no pictures. Fantastic. Like, that's what I'm saying. Aggressively straightforward. And it's just so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Sweet. (laughs) Maybe we'll have have to tag him there. We'll have to tag his blog. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of keys. uh, Yeah. So the other day we were on Clubhouse and we were with, uh, like, Justin from Campfire Woodworks, Keith. Um, from Blackthorn Concepts was there and a couple other guys and we were joking around and we were talking about like different things that you could epoxy and I, I don't remember how it even came up. I don't know if I was just like, okay, if there if there was like one thing that you could like epoxy, like what would you do? Like, like what would you do? And then somebody, we just kept like rattling things off and somebody was like, yo, I'm going to epoxy my keys. And I was like, not if I epoxy mine first. And so like <laughs> they were joking but, like, I was, like, dead serious. I was, like, no, no. Like, I'm going to go epoxy my keys. So I ended up epoxying my keys, and I used color-shifting pigments the other day. Ooh. And when I posted it, a bunch of people were, like, yo, now I'm going to go epoxy my keys. So I'm really excited because maybe we started a trend here. Thanks, Clubhouse. Shout out to Clubhouse and Justin cool. and Keith. Yeah. So that's my really cool. that's my thing of the week is uh, let's all epoxy our keys, guys. <laughs> Just make sure you tape them off first so that you yeah, don't. Yeah, because that would be tragic. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't, yes. I was don't. trying to understand what you meant. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, yeah, make, no, a, make I a resin to, I key? I even, like, you know, did like, I post? I don't know if I posted it. I think but. you did. But like, you know how you got when you go to like Home Depot or your local friendly neighborhood hardware store? Mm-hmm. Um, stop hitting it. Sorry. The, uh, hitting the microphone. They have the little like she, she carousel. Is a cat. This is uh-huh. yes, 100%. She said this to me before that... I was a cat in a past life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a fact. Which I don't doubt. It's fine. Yeah. So, I like to be pet. No, no. <laughs> Different podcast. Um, oh, weird. So, you know, you know how you go to the store and they have like the little carousel of like all the funky, you know, custom keys or whatever with different... See, she just put... She's doing epoxy on the head, so it'll be a totally custom... Either the part you hold and you turn it, and it's cool. going to be sweet. Yep. I actually, Hopefully. when I got this apartment, the, the prior person that had this apartment turned their keys in, and there's this one really like aggressive Murica type key, and it's just like rip, the whole key is red, white, and blue. There's a freaking angry eagle on it. Like, <laughs> this is the greatest. And then I handed it, I handed my keys to somebody, and because they they need to get something out of my car at work, and I just throw my keys around all day at work. I don't care. And my friend hands me back the keys. He goes, dude. What is this open? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It's he goes, it's 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 pretty aggressive, man. Yeah. It's pretty aggressive. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that eagle on it wants to kick some ass. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those those are those are all I love those though. I love those like really kitschy keys. In fact, my parents had one. They they, they had their honeymoon in Cove Haven, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And they had one that said the Poconos. And it was like a heart shaped key and it was like red and it had the gold lettering. And that made, as soon as you said, I was like, oh, okay, I know exactly what they're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. 
Lucas. Okay. Thing of the week. Um, my my actual thing. I thought I was gonna say my thing of the week was gonna be the amazing uh, sign that Brooke and Dre are apparently oh. gonna make me, but that is gonna have to be for a later date. My actual thing of the week is that after on Saturday we spent some time moving some stuff around in the shop, which yielded a rarity in our shop, which is a little bit of space. Whoa. And in that little bit of space, I'm putting she's just face palming. I'm face palming because <laughs> this means that she's gonna try to put more machines in the no, shop. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm gonna move one machine yeah, yeah, yeah. from the you storage section. You can never have too many vices, Dre. Yes. Right, but like it's he thinks that I didn't yeah, he thinks I didn't see the machine that's currently in the bed of his truck no, that just randomly no, came no, home. No, it's yeah, not a yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. sandblast cabinet that I've owned that's for years. Gonna it's going to add up here. Um, <laughs> it's fine. No, but I'm just excited because the, one of the this really old uh, Sioux City pedestal grinder that I have that looks like Ooh. it fell off the back of an 18-wheeler about 100 times. It's beat up. <laughs> it's like in real rough shape but you turn it on and you don't even hear it or feel it because it's so smooth it means that mm. can come out of storage and go over in the shop with the other grinder and i'm very excited that's my thing because it's such a cool thing it looks so beat up and you're like there's no way this thing works and it is beautiful that's awesome You've got to put a picture of that. Yeah, in the, I want to. I want to see. We need pictures of all these things in the in done. the in the done. group chat so that right, I can put it. them on the carousel. Yes, but yep. yeah, we'll I got to. I want to see this stuff. Yeah, cool. I'll do a video of it too. Are you going to restore that grinder or? Um. Yeah, I don't. Eventually? I don't think I'm going to go like all out on it. I don't think I'm going to do like full paint or anything. I'm gonna, and it doesn't even need anything mechanically. I think honestly, I'm going to clean it really well because it's just really dirty and grimy because it's been sitting leave its battle scars yeah yeah and uh it just needs to be rewired because it's it's got what i like to call the um uh glow stick cord on it so (laughs) it looks normal but then you touch it and it snaps and cracks like a glow stick and then it can actually smell ozone when it's yeah yeah it like shorts out and glows too when it like So it needs new new wiring, but that's yeah. it. If yeah. you coiled it and put a waffle underneath it, it would toast it. Like hundred kind of percent. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We could use it as a heater for Drey's epoxy. <laughs> yeah. Like let's coiling do it up it. and plugging it in. Yeah. <laughs> small there fire. we go. All right. What or about you? Cook a pot of soup. All right. My thing of the week. My thing of the week. So all right. You. I just want to point out that YouTube, Instagram, everything thinks I'm a housewife. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just does. And I've talked about this before. So just just for reference, no, honestly, for, Vincent, lean into it. Just yeah, yeah. I'm totally leaning into being a housewife. Yeah. Um, new new apartment. Who dis? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is the this is the glow up right here. Um, so I I have a I have an Instagram account that focuses on Trader Joe's snacks. Which is kind of weird to begin wait, with. Wait, wait. I know. As, as in, you personally run this Instagram. There's account? so many yes. questions. Wait. Yes. How do we? <laughs> yeah. What is it? It's called Snacker Joe's. It's. Oh, it's- wait, 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 wait. Yes. I've Vincent, got- Vincent, how did I not know this I, about you yet? I, I, I'm I honestly offended and hurt. I have like. I have quite a few followers on there too. Like I'm doing okay with this account. It's very popular. Listen, Lucas doesn't follow many people, but he just followed that account. <laughs> Same. I'm following now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, basically, every, about every day, I try to do one every day. I do a review of a, a Trader Joe's snack. Most of it's going. to, I imagine at some point, by the way, that's going to have to get ratcheted back a little bit because I'm just going to run out of things. I won't have enough to do every day, but for mm. now, it's Trader Joe's snacks. Oh. 
yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's one of my. <laughs> I've ho- eaten so many of these things. Oh yeah, and I put I put some thought into the reviews, and I it's it's a fun it's a fun side thing that I do. I just I'm gonna have to look at this be- before I go to Trader Joe's next time <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> I really enjoy a good snack. Both of us. Oh do. my god! So I'm, I'm really gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have. To I'm a snacker. I am a snacker. I like yeah. don't eat meals. I just graze like a cow. Same. Mm-hmm. I try. I've gotten out of that habit because it's bad for me. But I am, if given freedom and no responsibilities, that's totally where I'm. I'm drooling because now I'm thinking about snacks. <laughs> Well, the more I do, the more I do that account. Like, and I've been shopping a lot at Bed Bath and Beyond to furnish and get because stuff. Because again, the he's a housewife, so exactly. Mm-hmm. So now, mm-hmm. apparently, everything thinks I am a housewife, <laughs> and I get all these crazy suggestions that are like domestic stuff. And YouTube suggested this account to me. I don't know, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. And her name is Audi Katarina. She's in Finland. Okay. And she has 1.3 million followers. Whoa. Um, she does videos where she does, she teaches you how to clean, which is okay. That's cool to begin with because not for nothing, but sometimes you clean, you clean things a certain way and you think you're doing it right. And then you watch someone that knows what they're doing. You're like, damn, I'm an idiot. I don't know. I don't know anything. (laughs) And you learn a lot from her that way. But what she also does is since she's such a popular account, people write to her and they're like, you know, my, my son was battling depression Mm -hmm. and his whole apartment just went to hell. And like, it's, it's a complete disaster. And they're worried that the landlord's going to come look at it. And if the landlord comes and look at it, they're going to kick him out. And it's a um, whole, becomes a whole thing. And, you know, they're really, really sad. So it's kind of like hoarders, but without the drama, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So she goes into these apartments and she has sponsors that give her the cleaning supplies and she cleans these places for free oh, and just amazing. films the entire process, how she does it, the stuff she uses. And she's doing VO the whole time, teaching you how to do the cleaning. So you get a whole bunch of things going on. You get the feel good story of her helping someone out. Yeah. You get the tips on how to really do like a professional cleaning job and you'll get a whole bunch of awesome little tips and tricks and little things that you can go. That's how I'm going to clean that thing that I haven't touched because I don't think I'll be able to clean it. And Mm -hmm. she's just, she's just really kind and really generous, very positive. It's a very uplifting channel, even though the situations are horrifying Mm -hmm. when she's done the before and after shots are just like, sometimes the stories hit you in the guts. Sometimes it's just the, Oh my God, this person is just, you know, amazing. She did one. I watched one this morning before I went to work. And it was a a single mom who just, you know, her life went to hell all at once. And she just, mm-hmm. her whole life just completely fell apart. Oh. And she went in and cleaned the place. And the woman, two months later, sent her a picture. And she's like, look, I'm keeping up with it. I didn't yeah. just let it slide as soon as you left. And she was like, this was the most heartwarming thing I ever saw was that she yeah. kept up with it afterwards. Yeah. It's such a feel good, nice, warm, fuzzy channel. Yeah. And I just, I love it. She's, she's very cool. You know, her voice is very cool. She's very, very, very positive. Like if you're, if you're looking for the stupid fake drama from like hoarders, That's this is not, not the it. channel to yeah. watch. Yeah. And but it, if it, you want to, if you want to feel good about human nature and people being kind to each other, this woman is an actual living saint and she yeah. should be sanctified immediately. So, yeah. and that story that you just told it like definitely 
It's funny how sometimes just like a little bit of assistance can help to get you, you know, sometimes it's almost like people feel like they're in a landslide that just keeps going, but then you just have that one person who can just kind of like shift your perspective, even if it's just a matter of like cleaning your house, you know, so many people like they don't think about that, how, you know, if you're in a space that's cluttered, how that really can affect your mood and your mental energy and Mm -hmm. your creativity. I mean, I've definitely said it before, you know, I can't personally, I have a hard time, especially because with epoxy, you make such a huge mess all the time. Yeah. I have to clean before I start. Because as you know, if you clean when you're done with epoxy, you're just going to be a really big sticky mess. So you have to wait for everything to kind of like cure and then you kind of get rid of it. So, um, you know, it's, it's, but I really love that story because I, I just think that's so amazing. You know, I really, the fact I didn't even know, like I watched her doing this. I'm like, oh wow. I wonder how much they pay her to do this. And then at one point she goes, and as usual, I'm doing this, I'm doing this for free. Thanks to the generosity of the sponsors who give me the cleaning supplies and whatever. And I'm like, wow. That's like amazing. I, I wouldn't do this job. You know, period. She's doing it for free. Yeah, <laughs> right. I also think I also think it's so easy. Like in the world we live in, everyone's aware of you know bad stories and people hurting, people having a hard time. And um, I think sometimes it's overwhelming to know how you can actually help someone. It's like, yeah. oh, do I throw money at something? Like, what do right. I do? And the joke is, like, oftentimes the things that are as simple as just clean their house. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, that's so much more potent, and it and it actually helps. Yeah, so that's right. kind of neat, and and it's it's awesome that she sort of thought outside the box in a way there. Yeah, yeah. to get yeah, to so the root of it. She and I actually it's very funny because this morning from Amazon I ordered a bunch of the stuff she uses. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like she uses she's apparently she's got a couple of sponsors that are unique to Finland, but then there's a couple of things that she uses to clean. I'm like, I never would have thought to clean like that way. Like you right. just. And, and it's like, wow, I'm learning so much watching this one. I'm enjoying her channel. I'm enjoying the stories. Everything yeah. about it is just yeah. positive. And That's really it's nice to have something that makes you feel good for a change. Oh, absolutely. Is great. Yeah. yeah. You know what else makes me feel good? What the, makes you feel good, Vincent? The people who support this show financially. And those people include Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks. Everybody's laughing on camera. I love, awesome. I love Ed. We love Ed. Uh, Ed from Ed's Clocks and more. Everybody loves Ed. It's impossible not to love Ed. Yeah. Rory from RLO Woodworks and DIY. Chris from Full Steam Designs. Jeff Stein, a.k.a. a weird guy. Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jacob Anguiano from Maker Cuisine, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, what? the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langerworks, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from Make With Jake, Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, who I spent a good portion of my Saturday with and had a great time this weekend, Justin Ofler from Bear Maked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Adam Mackey of Maker Mackey and the Clamp Podcast, Kim and Garrett, whose shirt I'm wearing yet again, Andrew Richard from Andrew Richard Makes, Kellen Hazlip of Kellen Makes, David from Southern Style DIY, who's going to go buy coconut oil with beta carotene to make his popcorn the right way because I told him to. Um, <laughs> Jeff, the weekend DIYer, Sean Walworth from the Proper Tools Podcast, Chris Raley from Route 9 Signs, Henry Davis from HT1 Metalworks, and of course, Austin Saunders, the high caliber craft.
craftsman. If you'd like to support the show, you can find the link at buymeacoffee.com slash because we make. If you can't support the show financially, a review, sharing the show, turning someone onto it, that's just as good. And we appreciate it just as much because everyone that listens gets this show out to just one more person. And when we try to book guests, those reviews are things that the people that want to get on this show look at. So if they want to know if we're legit, they look at our reviews and they see a lot of them and they're all five stars except for one, but that guy, no one pays attention to him anyway. So thank you so much for your continued support. However you decide to give it, we appreciate all of it. Yeah. Thank you guys for having us on. Seriously. We had such a blast. It's like crazy how much time has passed because I'm like, I could just hang out with you guys all day. You know? Oh my God. I, I, it's so I, I'm going to, I have a confession. I have Go a ahead. confession. Go ahead. So right before the podcast, I said to Brooke, I said, I'm a little bit nervous. And she goes, why are you nervous? I said, because I don't really know these guys that well. Like I, I don't. That's the best way to go into it, though. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's funny because it's totally the opposite of how. Like usually, if you're on, it's because I've known you for a long. Like I'm following your stuff, and (laughs) and it's like. Um, these guys are new to me, but thanks to Brooke, I've gotten to know you. So it's yeah. been an absolute blast getting to talk to you. And, um, yeah. Brooke, you're right. They're really nice people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just I told that. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously, thank you so much for yeah, thank you so much for giving us so much of your time this evening. Yeah. Of course, we will have all of their links separately, of course, as we just spoke about. But <laughs> we'll have all of their links in the show notes so you can unless, go follow both of them. Unless um, Brooke finds the. Uh, the other account. I'm still, dude, I've just been watching you. Yeah. And, and if you it's ever so look at me and you see that I have this giant grin on my face, it's because I'm like, she's still looking. I typed in, I typed in crafts with Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we think of that? That's hilarious. Oh my God. How about <laughs> man made in Dre? I, I, I typed <laughs> oh, weird. I think it I think your like best bet. Fans. I, oh, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> I think your best bet is just keep scrolling until you see something that looks right. Ooh. See, the problem is, Dre, you follow, um, let me see, you follow 2,223 people. Yeah. So I guess I'm not sleeping tonight, and it's your fault. So. Well, I think <laughs> it's not, it's one, not your one fault. One more thing. Just, that, account, gonna irk me. that account also follows Dre. <gasps> Oh, so, it's on both sides so wait, wait. So guys, if 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 the listeners, if you're still listening to the podcast, you just heard here this exclusive clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm now one, you listening. I'll give you one more end. clue. I'll give you one more clue, and this one's specific to Brooke. Oh shoot! You'll see something very familiar. Ooh. Okay. Intriguing. <laughs> and with that, wow. I, I'm going to feel so incompetent if I can't figure this out now. But no, it's fine. Gonna, no, I love a challenge. Enough. You should. You're smart we're, enough. You're okay. Don't now we're going to be opening up next week's show <laughs> oh, with no. Brooke talking about this. And I'm not just having no idea you're what you're talking welcome. about. You're I I won't spoil it for any of our listeners, though. I'm not going to tell anyone. When I figure this out, I'm not telling anyone. She's not even going to tell us. <laughs> no. so, but you guys don't know I found it because you'll get the notification and you'll be like, new follower, Brooke. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. From my personal account, too. 
<laughs> that is going to do it for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Next week's guest is a little bit outside the box for us. Um, I would love to tell you the research you should do to find out more about our guest, but I feel like that would give it away. So, Brooke, I think I'm just going to leave them on the hook. Sounds um, good. I think we'll just leave them on the hook, but it's like I said, going to be someone a little outside the box, and you're going to be uh, you're going to be kind of impressed that we got this person, and it's going to be a fun conversation to find out who it is. You're going to have to tune in, and uh, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you next time. Bye.